1994, which is actually the year we got married, two Americans were invited by the Russian Department of Education to come and teach morals and ethics to the public schools there. They were even allowed to teach biblical stories and principles. When they shared the Christmas story at an orphanage with about 100 boys and girls who'd been abandoned and abused and left in the care of a, of a government, one little boy named Misha changed the story of Jesus' birth in a way you're not going to believe. In fact, it's the inspiration for today's five ways that you can experience authentic love with the most important people you have in your life. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am Michael Smalley, along with... Amy Smalley. And I, man, I want to know about little Misha. I know. I didn't, I didn't tell you about Misha. So cute. Well, okay. before we get to Misha, remember, there is a distraction of the day at the end. <laughs> so, listeners, you got to hang in there. But I've got... A totally ridiculous story for you. This one is about chickens. All I can say, come on, people. Really? Really? Chickens. Chickens. Stop it. Okay. Chickens. So, hey, you know, tomorrow we're leaving for Mexico. Woo! And then next week, or at least that is not next week, but (laughs) November 11th (laughs) through the 13th, I get to be doing a church marriage strategy training for West End Assembly of God in Richmond, Virginia. There you go. I know. Super excited about that one. And as always, go to smalleyinstitute.com because we have our amazing book called Pursue Oneness, Seven Strategies to Help You Build the Relationship of Your Dreams. Highly practical, wonderful questions, in-depth Bible study, right? It's kind of one of those first resources that fits the new vision. And that's what you're going to be teaching at the at the yeah. at your church conference. It's basically it's our program and what we've done, but the pursue oneness is our, you know, the reignite your marriage with the biblical stuff kind of you know compiled in there. We're so excited about yeah. it. And churches need to use this stuff cuz well, it's important. And, and it's, it's good that stuff. new vision that yes. marriage ministry should be about making disciples, not healthy marriages. That's right. Because if you think about it, it, can I just tell you, can I think, can I think, you know, just say something, I'm sure. And I'm going to like spit it out right yeah. now. Are you ready? Your testimony should always be current. And so as your testimony of what God is doing, what is a better testimony than what God is doing in your marriage or has done in your marriage? Yeah. And I think that those are one of the things that because people want to, to love and to be loved, then it makes it really a really easy crossover for us to make disciples and for us to share the hope that we have. Because I mean, we've been sharing the hope that we have in, in, in our lives, in our marriage, because why? Because of our differences. Our differences, we have so many of those. And we, our biggest, one of our biggest things that we say is, you know what, if there's hope for us, there's hope for just about any couple. Um, so that's that being able to be the hope for someone else and being able to share what, what God has done in your life and through your marriage is really powerful. It is. And did you know, because are you looking at the notes? I did look at the notes. Yes. Yeah. So did you know we have a new voicemail hotline for the podcast? What? Hey, I'm stepping up our game, girl. Let's do it. It's, yeah. You know, if we're going to go daily, I want you, the listener, call and leave us a voicemail. And that's all it is. You're not going to get anyone live. It's not meant to be live. It's meant just solely for 
the podcast mm-hmm. where you can leave a question on there and then I'll play it on play it on the air. Cool. And then we'll address your question. So we want to start taking your calls. We really want to help. We want to journey alongside you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know we don't know everything, <laughs> but sometimes just having somebody to chat mm-hmm. with or maybe just to hear something, maybe Amy gives you a different perspective yeah. or I give a thought that you're like, oh, my, I never thought of that. So here's the number, and I also have the number. I'm going to start putting the number on all of the podcast podcast episode pages. The number is 903-392-0975. So again, we have a new Smalley Marriage Radio question hotline where you can actually leave us a voicemail with your thoughts or questions. Hey, you can even call the thing if you just want to go, you guys are awesome. And I'll play that and I'll even give you a free gift. (gasps) What? If you call this hotline, I'm going to do something big. Uh, the first I'm one? I'm going to give them the a... The first one? No. If they're willing the to take one? time out of their day, I'm going to give them a free membership to our online courses. What? Hey, that's super value. That's like a $250 hey, value. Just for just for like this week, though. Yeah, you're probably yeah, right. I probably just don't need to like bust or the Or maybe every on once in a while, but... Yeah, maybe every once in a while. For right now, if you call hey. 903... 903- Three nine two zero nine seven five, and say something kind. Leave a review so we can play it on the podcast, so you can hear yourself, and we'll give you a huge shout out. Yeah, I'll give you a free membership to there our online go. courses just awesome. for now, because Amy's being a lot smarter than me. <laughs> we could say that that's our Halloween fall festival, good you know, day of yeah. deals thing, and it is. It's the most scariest day <laughs> of the year. Okay, so in 1994, yes, two Americans, yes, were hired by the Russian Department of Education. Got it. To come of all things, and that's the year we got. Maybe we, maybe that's a sacred year. Maybe I don't know, but that's Morals the same year ethics. that you and I got married. But that's crazy. I had no idea the Russian Department of Education had ever hire a couple of Americans, and then allowed them to teach biblical principles. Yeah. That, wow. So these guys, they head over there, and eventually they're at, you know, they're kind of going to schools and even prisons, and but they're at this orphanage. Mm. There's about 100 kids. You know, they've been abused. They've been abandoned. and Neglected, yeah. Yeah, now they're in a yeah. Russian-run orphanage, so they're having a hard time. It happens to be kind of close to the Christmas season. Okay. So these two guys, they decide to share with these orphan kids, which, by the way, are hearing this story for the first time. And they, you know, they decide to share the story of Jesus' birth. And one of the cool things, because they're at an orphanage and these are little kids, they brought all these materials so the, each kid could make their own manger. Uh-huh. And then, you know, they had a baby or they could make a yeah. baby out of Play-Doh. But they were the little felty things. I uh-huh. love those little felt Well, they're, mangers. you know, the guys are walking yeah. around. They'd shared the whole story of yeah. how Joseph and Mary. Right. Right. They're running. Yes. And they have to stay. And like our son, Cole, got to go to Israel. Yeah. And he's like, where he was, it was probably nasty. Ugh. Filthy, right? Yeah. They're on the run. She's pregnant. Well, no, she on can't. The broad well, I, run. well, I meant I like, mean, like 
She's pregnant. They're not yes, married. Yes. They're freaking out. Yes, definitely and, feeling. Ins- yes. Yeah. That would be. You know, oh, and, even though and God the told conditions. Them that, yeah. Oh my heavens, unbelievable! But they so they go, go through the whole story. Got to go. Which stay might in the stable. be kind of meaningful to some orphans. Yeah. In Russia, Saying right? There's no place for them to lay their know, head. Right. Okay. And so they have them make. So they're walking around and they're encouraging the kids, like, "Way to go!" Then they get to Misha. What does Misha say? No, Misha stood out because he had put two babies in the manger. And the guys were like, oh, no, he didn't get the story. And here's what Misha said. Oh, you're going to cry again. And when and when now this is Misha talking. Okay. so instead of Mary, he said, and when Maria (laughs) laid the baby in the manger, Jesus looked at me and asked me if I had a place to stay. I told him I have no mama. And I have no papa, so I don't have any place to stay. Then Jesus told me, I, so he's retelling the Christmas story in Uh his own words. Uh Then Jesus told me I could stay with him, but I told him I couldn't because I didn't have a gift to give him like everybody else did, (laughs) but I wanted to stay with Jesus so much. So I thought about what I had that maybe I could use for a gift. I thought, well, Maybe if I kept him warm, that would be a good gift. So I asked Jesus, I'm going to have a hard time getting through Uh. this. If I keep you warm, will that be a good enough gift? And Jesus told me, if you keep me warm, that will be the best gift anybody ever gave me. So I got into the manger, and then Jesus looked at me, and he told me I could stay with him forever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Oh, little Misha. Oh. I mean, how could he get that that I mean, that's just that's just God. This is I mean, the first time the kid ever to, heard that story. Yeah, but for him to get that wow and just it, it, when you tell the whole story how he put himself in that story and he saw himself you know, being with Jesus is just wow. And that's being incredible. Being on the Jesus. Yeah. And, oh. So Will Fish is the guy that I think had this in a book somewhere. He said, as little Misha finished his story, his eyes brimmed full of tears that splashed down his little cheeks. Putting his hand over his face, his head dropped to the table, and his shoulders shook as he sobbed and sobbed. The little orphan had found someone who would never abandon or abuse him, someone who would stay with him always. I've learned that it's not what you have in your life, but who you have in your life that counts. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Aw. Yeah, that, yeah. I know that was a long story, but that I think, so you helped come up with the title for today mm-hmm. because I had a really dippy one <laughs> and I wasn't happy with it. And you were very honoring, but I was, you're like, oh, wait, didn't I? I'm like, I know it's a terrible, you came up with, what if we just called it? I'm already forgetting. Authentic, authentic love. love. Mm-hmm. Mm. And if you think about it, probably little Misha probably found or heard about authentic love and the love of Jesus 
in the Christmas story, he he found that because that is authentic. On, exactly, and That's he Christ. latched onto it, and he latched onto it, and he wanted to make it his own, and he wanted to feel that, you know, feel that uh, that identity with Jesus. If you think about it, he was like, "I'm with you." You know, I, ha- I you may not have anything earthly to offer. You know, I may not have anything earthly to offer you, but I can offer you that warmth and that connection that and he felt with that's him, the felt word. with Jesus. Warm. Mm-hmm. What a great word. That little kid yeah. in a Russian orphanage would be like, hey, I know what I can do for this little baby. I could help keep him warm. That's a gift. And it makes me think of how many of you listening, that's what you want in your relationship. Yeah. You'd love some warmth. Uh, some yeah. tenderness, some kindness. some. So we're going to give you five different things that you can think through. And that you can do if you're wanting to create this kind of relationship where you feel, well, it feels authentic mm-hmm. and it feels warm, which warm is inviting, right? Yes. Especially we're kind of, I know it's hot where we live in Houston, <laughs> always. It's actually going to start getting a little cooler. Tonight. It has. In- and it already has. We're like in the 80s now. <laughs> so know. that's better than 100. Yeah. But a lot of you in the country, and I think the Northeast is getting nailed by a nor'easter, so it is cold. Man, this is the season where you want that warmth. Mm-hmm. So here's five different things that are going to challenge you, but we're telling you, if you put it into practice, this warms stuff up. This, mm-hmm. this makes a change. So the first one. See each other realistically and be honest um, about each other. You're you both have good and positive quality, good and bad, um, and it's okay to be flawed because we're all flawed. Uh, I think being able to be realistic. To me, I always thought that being realistic and humi- humility, like walking in humility, that was a part of being realistic. And I think that when we are with each other and when we allow each other to kind of be flawed, then it's not that I gave you permission to, to mistreat me or to um, have negative beliefs about me, but I do understand that, you know what, I need grace and you need grace. And so f- to me, that's more what that see each other realistically means that I need grace and you need grace and we need to both walk in that. Well, and, and some of these things are coming from an article from Lawrence Joseph's And he said, part of romantic intimacy is the feeling of being someone special in our partner's affections and desires. Mm -hmm. That I feel unique. And that's why that story stood out to me. Because even that little boy hearing Mm -hmm. the story of Christ knew I am someone special. Mm -hmm. I am someone worthy of love. Mm -hmm. I think it's so powerful. So. Seeing each other realistically, isn't that also, I mean, because we're saying, look, you can be both. Mm-hmm. You can do s- some really stupid things, mm-hmm. and you can also do some really kind and loving things. Mm-hmm. They're both possible people. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know, because I think this is one of your big passions. Okay. Fairness. Isn't yeah. it about being fair? Well. Isn't that like seeing someone realistically is being fair, like, hey, I don't want to be, because I, I guess the negative for me would be unreasonable. Right. Like, you're being ridiculous. Right. I'm not all evil, so. 
Exactly. Fair is the word that pops up. Yeah. You know what? When I'm thinking about this, and I don't know if this is this point or just this is what's been running in my head the last couple of days, but sometimes looking at people realistically, I think for men, sometimes they feel like I cannot share my feelings because if I share my feelings, I'm going to fail at it. Either I'm going to fail at it or I'm going to be seen as weak. There's So those, those two things. And looking at someone realistically, if I... I, this is if I am a female, I I've kind of come to this conclusion, and more because more women have said this to me. The idea of trustworthiness of our partner, I can trust you more when I actually know what you're feeling. You may be feeling like a failure, but I want to care for those feelings because if I, as the female, am able to care for those feelings, I can trust you with my own. And we can look at each other in a realistic, more of a realistic, deeper relationship. And I think that that, that real, it, it, something about see, being real and honest and authentic, that to me is just huge. And for me to be able to, for us to be able to look at each other and to be able to recognize that we do have flaws. And instead of covering them up, instead of men possibly trying to cover up their fear of failure or controlled or whatever, or not even sharing them at all because they feel like, oh, well, I'm not going to be good at it, so I might as well not do it. They don't know that they're really undermining the trust that that could invest in and could see for each other for their for their spouse. I trust people more when I know how to care for them and love them and honor their feelings. I, I don't want to dishonor. I don't want my feelings to be dishonored, but I also don't want anyone else's to be dishonored as well. Yeah. Well, number two, how often do you really try and change each other? We ask this yeah. a lot at our live events. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I, I love that because I go, how many of you tried to change your spouse in the last week? whole bunch of hands will go up and then every time all i say is how'd that go <laughs> universally not well never goes well no. so if you're trying to build that kind of authentic love that warm environment where hey we're excited to be together yeah and we're enjoying this thing then stop trying to change stop trying to change each other and that's kind of even like what you were just talking about is it's just we got to learn better how to release the other person Mm -hmm. And go, hey, and it, again, we can set boundaries. This isn't necessarily a show about this. No. It's more about a show of going, look, you need to take initiative. You know it doesn't work. Right. Trying to change each other is a disaster. And I get, you know, have grace. So well, but there's you get grace, frustrated. There's and grace. And then uh, to me, there's a part of it just keeps going back to if I if we're going to really walk this thing out the, with the smallies teach, right, which we teach, what do we teach in an argument or when in doubt validate. So I'm going to care for your feelings. I may not agree with your actions. I may not agree with your with your solution, but I can agree with your feelings. That's why you want to start there. That's why men want to share their feelings. That's why women want to share their feelings. And that way, if you make it about someone's feelings, then really what you're doing is you're caring for the person. And, and when I care for the person, I, I'm going to feel drawn to them. I'm going to feel warmth to them. And then guess what? I also, when I, the idea of changing each other, I also want to point out that we got to walk in grace and then also forgiveness of being able to say, I know he didn't mean that, or I know she didn't mean that, or you know what? Maybe on this one, I don't necessarily have to bring it up. 
in order to be forgiven or to ask for forgiveness, I will tell you this, you did such an amazing job of forgiving me and I didn't even have to ask. And I'm going to like kind of melt down a little bit. I hope I don't. Um, very stressful day. David's car caught on on fire. fire. The engine. The engine caught on fire. It was a very, very stressful day. I was holding it together, you know, until I came home. And then when I came home, and there was just one more thing that I had to take care of that didn't. I can say, doesn't hurt my feelings. No, but it was one more thing. The pool. You had asked me. How long ago? Five days before. A week ago. Yeah, at it least. was a while. Yeah, well, not more than that, but yeah, we. Because you asked me, hey, the because he wasn't coming, the pool guy wasn't coming. I know. And you're like, hey, we need to get those leaves out. It's really jam packed. And here's what's sad: I had every intention of doing it, which I'm telling you made it so much easier for me to not become negative yesterday, because I totally didn't. Was that just yesterday? No, yeah, it was the day before. It was the day before. Pretty sure. Two days ago. Yeah, two days. Yeah, we won't worry about So two days ago. Um yeah, so it was the least because I had totally dropped the ball on it. I'm and I I had been doing I will say I have been doing a really good job of not escalating. I've done I feel like I've done, you know, I give myself a B plus, you know, as far as my I don't know if I was grading myself. Yeah, I just went down to an F, you know, and I was so upset and I got so upset and I, yeah, it was not a good reaction. And you were so kind to me and you came home and looked to see that the leaves were done and they were, and you did some other went, stuff. Cause I had been trying to cook for you. Right. And I'd gone to the store to get oh, eggs. Yeah. Oh, because we didn't have any eggs. Am I? Am I yeah, really? You, yeah, you are. You've seen bizarre. yesterday and today. It's or the it's yesterday. Weird. It all flows it, together. I know. It's okay though. No, that you did go to the store. I think with David because we didn't have anything. But you did. But he goes to the store almost every day, so it's kind of not yeah. an unusual thing. Um, but it, no, you, but you, but you immediately bedroom, started cleaning the yes, and I and and I had to. I eventually you came in and you weren't mad, and I thought that you were going to be really defensive and be like, you should. Shouldn't have talked to me that way, and that was da, da da da, which was all true. It was so true, but you just offered me grace, and I will say when you did that. And are you forgetting? And because it started to yeah, I get a little bit. a little bit. Well, because I okay, so I even when you respond correctly, like yeah. you being soft and gentle yeah, and graceful, sometimes they're well. Sometimes for me, if I'm if you, oh, this would be huge. This is a huge warmth and genuine and authenticity and how you can provide warmth is because the op- opposite of warmth is what? Cold, right? So when we assume that I things are going to go bad. in my head, by no. the way, just so you know. But the, okay. sad. Okay. The, the opposite of warmth yeah. is cold. And so that was kind of, I thought you were going to be at me cold and yeah. defensiveness. And all that. So I'm projecting that basically on you. Negative believing it. Exactly. Projecting on you that, you know what? When he gets here, the, well, I'm guess gonna what? I'm going to get it because I lost it and here I go. And so then, but I didn't. You didn't do that. So my first reaction was a little kind of cold, but you stayed consistent in your warmth and in your grace. And then eventually I just, I had to, I had to come over and hug you and say, thank you so you much. Did. And I'm so sorry. Responded. And that was wrong. And I, and that's, 
how you can provide, and that's how you, A, live in authenticity. Oh, wait, no. Okay. You know I'm the storyteller. Okay, you can tell it. No, because you're missing, you're leaving out, not missing, you're leaving out really important detail. Not, it's all positive. Okay. But, because I want people to hear, so my brother, you know, he and I were in the mountains of Colorado mm -hmm. doing a pastor retreat for Compassion. Mm-hmm. He shared a story that the Holy Spirit used in a big way in my life. Big way. Okay. And it was silent, remember, but it was something about, you know, he came home and Aaron was, you know, the house was a disaster and Aaron's in the kitchen and it's like total chaos. And you know how I always tell people, ask people, what can I do for you? Mm -hmm. Well, Greg kind of said that, like to Aaron. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, is there anything I can do to help you right now? Mm -hmm. Which is what I would tell people. Mm -hmm. Aaron turns around. It's awesome. She goes, I don't know, Greg. You're an adult. Look around <laughs> and find something to do. <laughs> She's like, do I really have to direct well, you? <laughs> so I got defensive with him. Yeah. With Greg later on. And I'm like, yeah. hey, uh, here's the thing. And this is... This was, you know, a couple days ago is my heart was I want to serve you. Mm -hmm. right? I want to be kind and loving and serving because she's at a, yeah, the stinking engine is on fire yeah. and it's melted. Yeah. So I get it. And that's the worst. And so I get home and here's for me what the lesson I learned from Greg's story. And this is what I honestly applied at that moment. Okay. Is, is my, so for Greg... What he projected was, oh, look at you. This is your responsibility. You're not getting it done. So uh -huh. I guess I'll just come and sacrifice to do something I really shouldn't have to do. And, and but, you know, because it's kind of your thing, but I could tell you're not doing it well. So can I help you bless your heart kind of a thing? <laughs> and so the Holy Spirit convicted me and it was like, hey, if your heart is to serve someone, mm -hmm. or if your heart is to love someone, mm -hmm. um, if your heart really is, then your reaction to their whatever poor mm -hmm. reaction is going to tell where your heart really was. Because, like, so for example, a couple of days ago, if I come in the door and I'm like, I've gone to the grocery store, I've done whatever, and I've tried to be so helpful all day long, and I'm just such a helpful little husband. Well, if I come in and then you, don't respond how I'm wanting you to respond. Mm -hmm. And then I get ugly back mm -hmm. and we spiral out of control. I, my, I never, my intention was never to really serve you. Got my it. intention would be because of my reaction, hey, I'm going to do these things so I get something in return. Oh, yeah. Right? That's not good. And, yeah. and you know, I, I, I mess that but up I, more than I, I do. Right? That but that's, that's what was yeah. in my head, I'm telling you. Am I wanting to love her right now and try to help or am I just wanting a certain reaction? And yeah. then that's what's so cool is you were fired up, not fired, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I know. You were, you were hurt or uh, frustrated. Upset. Yes, frustrated, yes. And it immediately left. I mean, you, you went flying. You didn't just kind of sit there and sulk. I'm serious, this is good. You didn't sit there and sulk for 30 minutes. I'm just telling you all. Like in that kind of heat of the moment, having a good, warm, loving mm -hmm. reaction to someone 
you changed instantly and, and responded and hugged me. I will me say, I said, started changing when I started. There was a part of me that I was kind of still really upset. But then I heard the, somebody was doing the dishes because I asked you to I A. I had done that. I, told, I, I said, A, turn off the hose when you get home. We did that too. <laughs> so I saw David outside. I was trying like, David, to, take the hose and the leaves. <laughs> Because, I, I mean, I tried to put the hose in the pool to flow, and I got water all over me because I didn't do it right. And so oh, I was already frustrated right. with that. So I had to change Oh, clothes. yeah. I think I came in and <laughs> I was wet like, washed all, my clothes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was terrible. So, yes, it was not a good thing. It, that, But this is the thing I'm going to keep coming back to, and I think this is my new little battle cry. We do need to believe the best in each other and believe you believed in me. You said you're going to calm down. It's going to be okay. You said that you believed you accepted, you accepted not within reason. No, no, no. no. I, I'm sorry. You look, you might be looking no. at my face and it, I don't know what you my even face said. Like. You're going to calm down. It's going to be okay. Well, you said that. And, and I was like, here's you're what, right. Here's, I am. Here's what I would have. Here's what I used to do. Yeah. More often than doing anything right. In the past, where I get myself in trouble, she's unreasonable. Mm-hmm. She, I don't know if I ever. She's out of control, that you would say. That, and I, well, because I was about to go, she must not love me. Uh, I don't think that was really ever a negative belief. But I would take these negative stances, and then, then, then my mind runs with it, mm-hmm. right? And, and so, yeah, I, that's why I said verbally, I'm okay. I think I said something like this, right? I am okay. I am not mad about any of our conversations up to this point. I go, I'm not mad about the leaves. I totally forgot them. Mm -hmm. So even though I, you know, could have been softer, sure. But it's like, no, okay. Didn't go according to what I would love, but get over it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, I think saying that out loud was big for you to hear. Mm -hmm. He's not angry. Yeah. He's not shutting down. Yes. He's not, you know, and reloading. He's not, and you're not, you're not, you're not criticizing me. Yeah. You're saying you, and you're actually speaking hope too. You're saying you will, it's, it's okay. You are going to calm down. Just, yeah. I do, I just want to give you some time. Well, whatever. this is kind of about point yeah. number three, yeah. which is accept each other. Yeah. So look, I love you. I'm accepting. <laughs> I accept you for who you are. You're, you're working at accepting me for who I am. When we accept each other and allow each other to be who God, you know, I mean, what would our world be like if we didn't have independent thinkers, independent, strong, um, passionate? I mean, you know, that's a problem. Where are we going to be if we don't have kind or laid back or relaxed people? Or where mm-hmm. are we going to be if we don't have the deep thinkers? And mm-hmm. it's like, it's all good people. Mm-hmm. Accept each other. And then maybe on point number four, I think you and I are trying to do, well, I'll speak for me, but it feels like this has been a new focus in our relationship is embracing the imperfections. Is it's like when I say embracing the imperfections, I just mean it feels like it's just another way to say accept each other, but there are imperfections embrace them love each other anyways when you love someone unconditionally this that's the act right that's Mm -hmm. what jesus did for us that changed us so that's his expectation for us to do to the other person 
I so think, you know, I, I embrace think, that stuff. I think for me, my new thing is actually not embracing the imperfections because I could do that really well. It would be embracing who I am in Christ, which would be embracing the perfections of of you know embracing the perfections in Christ. So for me, yeah, to but be, are you talking about? <clears throat> excuse me. I'm I'm just saying personally, personally and and even and even in you being able to say I'm embracing who you are and what God and and really fanning the flames of who Michael is in Christ, the encourager. The I'm not. They're positive qualities, but they're also who you are that God is doing in you that you couldn't do just on your own. You can't, you can be funny kind of on your own, but you're not going to make the impact that you could. And really seeing that to, to me, embracing the, the perfections in each other is another, I would say the imperfections positive are, way to look at that. yeah, as a positive way to look at that. But, but being able to say that we both need grace and walking in that is truly, yes, is, is important. And then number five. And lastly, and this is so big. Say thank you a lot more. Yeah. Just be appreciative. Take time to tell who who you try to warm up. <laughs> I don't know why I had attitude all of a sudden. Who you try to warm up? Yeah. Because then be thankful and say that. Which of course this morning I had a humiliating after I finished our notes. Yes. Was what five thirty in the morning? Yeah, I hear you scream. And I'm I like, screamed what? bloody murder. And I knew no one else was around. I, I knew know. David wasn't up. I knew it wasn't me. I knew it wasn't your mother because she's not here. Because it's the sickness of an ADD mind. Because I'm standing in our kitchen. My yes. back is to our bedroom. Yes. And I'm thinking, hey, what could I say? What could I thank Amy for? <laughs> and I'm like, Holy Spirit, like give me something, you know, mean like I know I have things I know I can think, but I thought I just wanted to pray about yes. it for a second. Yes. To go, does God give me anything specific that he wants me to say? And so I'm standing there and I think I could be thankful. And I thought, ooh, you know, it'd be funny in my brain. I should get David to film. I could sneak into the room and then I could jump up on her side of the bed and be like, surprise, thank you. Be really hyper to try to scare you. Mm-hmm. And then my thought was, oh, no, I don't think she would enjoy I that I don't like much. surprise wake-ups. That's no. not fun. No, no one probably would like that. And so my brain goes, no, it's probably not a good idea. And then it was like, would she do this to me? She might try to scare me. My back is to you. Yes. You're very stealthy. I, I Apparently I am. Something, I don't even mean to. but And here's the stinking craziest thing about it. it wasn't even a loud noise it was a minor shuffling of something in my backpack that made me scream scream because i thought in my brain she's behind me she's about to get me and then sadly do you remember what you said uh, no what did i say i said you were so calm well, what scared you this time? <laughs> Not, and I, it was really fun. I was like, oh, that poor thing. <laughs> she has to deal with me. All right, we're down to that part of the distraction of the day. All right. Do you have anything final you want to say to wrap up the show? No. Since I, our producer didn't write anything? No, I, I, I think that being able for us to provide that warmth environment, it is there's parts of that that are going to have to be more intentional in the beginning. And you have to think about when you walk in that room, or which environment are you encouraging? Are you encouraging warmth or are you on the defensive? Because if you're on the defensive, you're creating coldness. And if you're on the Arms wide open, affirmation, love. I want this. Thankfulness. That thankfulness. 
I'm accepting you. I'm loving you. That gets the fires burning. Those That gets the fire burning. It doesn't mean that we don't have to resolve conflict. Doesn't yeah. mean that we don't have issues to resolve. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean any of that. What it means is when I walk in that room, what am I thinking? These are things we can be intentional about doing. Absolutely. These are good things to do. So did you know that a few weeks ago the CDC put out a warning to folks not to dress up they're chickens for Halloween. Okay. When I saw this over Why? the newswire, I was like, wait, people are dressing up their chickens on Halloween? Like, why? the CDC what? has to but, make an announcement. Well, I'm going to tell you why. What's big deal about dressing up your chicken? Because the CDC says that handling chickens to put on a costume or cuddling them can lead to salmonella exposure. Oh, gross. Yeah. Because they pee on you or well, something? Because they might get scared. Let maybe. me share with you one quote from a chicken owner. Oh, no. Her name is Stephanie Morris. I try not to look at these notes. I gotta yeah. look. What the birds are family, and their owners like dressing them up each year. Here's Morse. I just like to put a T-shirt on them or a sweater. Uh-huh. This is a chicken. Uh-huh. Can you ever imagine not being able to dress up your chickens or hold them? No. No. I love to hold them. I love to talk to them. Everybody has names. No, do they raise All of her chickens have names. But but they don't actually eat the chickens then, I guess, right? I I'm don't assuming know. they don't if they name if them. If you're naming them and dressing you're not, them. Yeah, you're, these I are hope just they're pet not. chickens. Do you know okay. what the symptoms of salmonella are? This is what people dressing their chickens are risking. Nausea, vomiting, abdominal cramps, diarrhea, fever, chills, headache, blood in the stool. Yuck. There's a nice one. It can even lead to typhoid fever. Gross. I didn't want to look up the symptoms of that one. No. But wait. What? Yeah. This appears to be yet another example of fake news. No. The CDC issued a statement to clarify that despite news reports to the contrary, <laughs> officials have not warned people against dressing live chickens in Halloween costumes. It was some ABC affiliate somewhere who did a story and took information here and there. I mean, I don't think they were trying to do anything nefarious. Uh-huh. But they just came out with a very inaccurate story. Isn't that crazy? But, but people are dressing their chickens up in but Halloween hold costumes. On it. But, but really, but the real deal is... You really shouldn't ever. No, you shouldn't. I mean. Well, here's what the CDC said. This is what they is the real yeah. deal. Some other strict warnings remain, however. Pet owners should never. Okay. Chicken pet owners. Yes. It's not a pet. It's a meal. Well, but. Pet owners but, should never, quote, kiss your birds or snuggle them and then touch your face or mouth. Okay. Okay. First of all, if you're kissing them. In that touching your mouth? Yeah. So that's and also children under five shouldn't touch chickens. Really? The birds should never be brought into the house. No one should eat or drink around the chickens, and people must always wash their hands after touching a chicken. But really, really, people, we have to be told things like this. Yeah. Stop it. That's yeah. That's kind of gross. All right, that one got me a little worked up. But don't forget, everybody, we've come to the end. Go to smalleyinstitute.com. Check out Pursue Oneness. It's a great new resource that can help make disciples for Christ. So if you need that in your own life, get it. But mainly what Amy and I would love is that you get the book and use it with another couple. Yeah. To disciple them. 
and take them into a deeper, more meaningful relationship with Jesus Christ. And as always, don't forget, submit a, a review. review. You guys are doing Five awesome. Star. And then subscribe, because there's some magical algorithm out there that I don't even think exists. But if you ex subscribe, you get this automatically, and you can listen, and hopefully we help make your day a little bit more fun. And remember our Halloween thing. Got it. If you call the number and leave yeah. a good and leave a good, you know, positive thing, say I'll give the yay, number. we're gonna We have a new voicemail hotline. New voicemail hotline. Twenty four hours a day. But it's only today. I I'm cutting them off. I'm cutting whoa, you whoa, off. Whoa, whoa. We'll no? give it a week. Okay, we're a few giving days. it a week. All right. But if you call nine zero three three nine two zero nine seven five and leave us a voice review on our Google Voice mailbox, then I will give you a free membership to our online course library, which is amazing. Chasing down the days of fear, chasing down a dream before it disappeared. I was aching to be somewhere near your voice was all I heard. I was shaking from a storm in me Haunted by the specters that we had to see Yeah, I wanted to be the melody Above the noise, above the 